Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. going on everybody pat the bear here and we are back again it's time for another root cap new friend silva old friends gone i hate that as the runway song but whatever that is not what we're here to discuss we're not here to discuss the lip sync song or the not the lip sync song the runway song for the the girls we are here to talk about episode number eight of rupaul's drag race all stars season seven all winners edition i cannot believe that we are eight episodes into this 12 episode season and there are this few stars given out <laughs> i really would like to talk to rue about giving out some more legendary legend stars there's gonna be i feel like there's gonna be a mario party moment coming up soon and there's just gonna be stars being thrown around and i'm gonna i'm gonna live for it but it's also going to be quite frustrating <laughs> It, this has become my version of the pit stop and i would say it at the beginning of every episode but it has been so exciting to be able to take the recap and essentially do a road show with it bring some new voices on to the podcast uh and uh just chat about drag race we do have a familiar voice to those of you long time or even maybe some new flame on listeners if you've listened to anything other than our recaps lately you will have heard uh, this guest all the way back to the premiere of this podcast and its predecessor as well. Everyone who is listening, please help me welcome to this recap, Brian. What's up, Brian? I'm just glad you didn't say old voice because I do feel that every time I talk Drag Race and I can't even remember who won. <laughs> Bitch, listen, I mean, I know you're older than me, but I fucking feel like ancient every single day right now. So 
I ain't I ain't in a place to uh to be calling nobody old right right at this moment. But yeah, the old voice that you hear is uh on founder Brian, who is here to discuss this episode with me. But before we do any of that, as has become a tradition, because all of my guests are just on for one episode, we must ask how you are enjoying this season. What have been some standout moments, some highlights, some things that have just tickled your fancy on this all-winners edition of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars? Well, I did get a little late start. But I am caught up, and I am happily I'm happy to say that I have very much enjoyed this season so far. What is especially a treat, I think, is just seeing and enjoying the sisterhood of professionals who know each other, who love each other, you know, as much as they are legally allowed to on television and and just competition without as much of the manufactured bullshit that unfortunately reality TV has come to be known for. I I love the change to basically not send anyone home um, because it works so well, allowing the, sis- the, the sisters, allowing the, the queens to just be with each other for the whole run, to have moments throughout that whole journey, to still have little arcs, to still have little, little mini micro dramas, um, but overall, just to be themselves, to to be the best, most uh, entertaining for television versions themselves, to make amazing art. I mean, the levels of craft and performance this season, I mean, are at the top of all Drag Race. Like, it is not just winner's season in name only. It is quite just the pinnacle of what we have seen out of uh, world of wonder and drag race so i love that i will be specific and say jinx which i mean you know anyone who knows me or all of us in flame on we stand for jinx we have from the beginning uh from the moment like she first manifested uh, you know in drag race having gotten to meet some of her peers here in seattle i actually uh got to hire a uh, honey bouquet a Seattle known uh, drag queen, a Seattle based drag queen, uh, who's part of the infamous bacon strip here in Seattle. And Jinx is a former Miss Bacon strip. So, honey and Jinx go way back. So, anyway, all that to say, uh, Jinx is so amazing. And just seeing her shine for, you know, for some people, probably not the first time, but like they just don't know her as well. And so, seeing her come back and have this just glorious run so far. Uh, Raja, speaking of that, Raja, oh my God, like we all love her again. Longtime drag race uh, fans love her. Um, people who go to Provincetown love her, <laughs> just, even if it's just watching her sort of walk around and, and just kind of, I don't know, exist as uh, she, was she even barking for a show when we saw her at Provincetown or, you know, multiple times now? Like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she was. I mean, we I think that's what she was go. doing, goddess. <laughs> but she was she was pedaling on her on her cart on her uh, bicycle cart down the street, but was gracious enough to take a lovely photo with us. And it's it's weird because I was never a big Raja fan when I went back and watched season three. Like she totally deserved to win; she was amazing. But I was never a big Boogers versus Heather's lover. I didn't love that that scenario. And uh, Raja's 
personality was sometimes a little more abrasive than it needed to be. And I mean, that was probably who she was at that point in time. She was also very established um, as a, you know, makeup artist and, and uh, a talent at that point. But to see Raja on this season, I a million percent agree. Like it's just fantastic. And it's been said multiple times, like Rue said it, um, I think Raja said it in in untucked scenes where it's awesome that new younger fans are going to be exposed to Raja on something other than fashion photo review. And they're going to get to see the brilliance of the queen that is Raja. Oh, she's just like it mellowed like a fine wine. And I love the fact that she's sort of the considered the elder statesman you know in her mid to late 40s whatever wherever she's at i forgot i know she's a little older than me but uh she graduated high school in 92 so she's yeah. 47 yeah 47 roughly because i yeah. graduated seven years after raja oh there you go so she's roughly seven years older than i am so yeah for, uh 47 48 in that ballpark so 46 just... and 48 I love her to death. She's great. Uh, the Vivian, of course, fans of UK Drag Race. Uh, the Vivian was an amazing queen. Definitely deserved uh, all the successes she's had. And seeing her, not that UK Drag is necessarily inferior to US Drag, not at all. It's just different. Seeing her really polish out and fill out the uh, the other parts to her drag that she already had done a lot towards. But like this is like next level from what we saw in in Drag Race UK, um, holding her own magnificently and then some against her sisters from the US. Um, I mean, they're all amazing, honestly. I really I say those three. I, I love Evie to death. I love, uh, I mean, you know, Monet uh, uh, in my fraternity. I, who, who am I? To, why would I? How would I exclude her from this list? But like you know, Shay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna leave out people, aren't I? Who else am I missing? Jada Essence Hall, Jada. Jada is the one that is interesting to me because she's so new like, not new, like drag, she's been in drag for a while. Jada's new to Drag Race World because she only went won like what the uh, 12th season, I think, which is like two ago. She, yeah, she was season 12, which was on a Zoom call. That was the <laughs> that was the 2020, the the may march may how long are these seasons 14 months now so uh it started in january 12 so april or early may was when that finale was of 2020 so we were like right into the the thick of the first uh lockdowns she just is so recent that i was surprised they brought her right back or relatively but also like has evolved in the last you know I mean, we all know they filmed this like a year before it airs. So really, from when she won Drag Race in that Zoom call to when she probably started taping, it was a little over a year, right? Like, that's really fast. From her season. From the end of her season that's true. airing. From the end of her season. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. From when she filmed. It was a year well, from that. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, she didn't have a chance to tour. She didn't have a chance to do any of that. So that this was definitely a a kind of uh, a second chance to be able to be exposed to the world, show what she can do, and give her an opportunity to tour as part of this cast. Because since then, if she wasn't on this cast, there'd be two casts that came after her, two crown queens that came after her. 
that she hasn't really been able to like take advantage of uh, touring or being a, a notable name on a current season. So, so this was definitely kind of a bump for her. Same thing with Shay as the winner of All Stars Five, and to a little bit lesser, ex- a little bit lesser extent, um, Trinity and Monet and evie because they both won theirs at the end of or in 2019 so they had a shorter time being able to really get out there and do things so do we think that's part i mean jada makes total sense i mean and yes. they're winners too do we think that's part of the strategy here okay interesting oh I yeah for sure that. yeah oh and trinity of I, course I mean, yeah yeah no i think i think that's i think those were the first calls were the the more recent winners that didn't have a chance to do as much with their uh with their title reign I mean, that all fits really well, but it's also just a great cast. Trinity, I don't want to leave her out. I don't love... We can. I know, I know. I don't love her only in a certain way, just from like anecdotal whatever. I think as a queen on the show, she has been very good, both as a contestant. I mean, she's done amazing work. And as helpful as she has been to her sisters, that's very commendable. It's certainly not expected in in that kind of competition show. It is very common in the community for queens to help each other, but like uh, it is kind of cool to see her. And I, you know, the fact that her and Monet get along great, like there's just little personal relationships you're seeing play out that are really lovely. And again, because there's the whole, all of them are all there the whole time. You get to actually see more of that. I, all of that's great. Um, the acting challenges have been better like i feel like they've had you know i mean we if you've listened to flame on recaps before like we we complain about the acting challenges quite often because the writing is pretty poor or pretty poor at times and even if it's going for a certain style and like that's a whole thing i get it, even if the performances are whatever like it's just the materials the material and a lot of times these queens just they get left with a crappy bag but this season i think overall music and uh, acting challenges have been pretty solid um this this episode uh notwithstanding yeah it was a long one but they it's also different when they are editing around or editing out maybe weaker parts of the performances um you know when you don't have anybody going home and there is no bottom two you know they they could have done this in a way where there was a bottom two or or something where um you know where they could have done something to highlight the negatives but i'm sure it was also part of the agreement to get the girls back because i mean these are all winners these are all established names not just in the franchise but in their drag careers even the more recent winners and to come back one nobody would want to be the first one out and two you don't want to be made to look like boo boo the fool on an episode of drag race on a show that you've already won, that you've come in and you've competed and and taken the top prize. So for them to get them to come back, I'm sure that there was a lot of conversation about what the edit would look like and what the the overall kind of feel of the show would be. And sometimes I really do wish there was were, were some critiques. Uh, a couple of the my my previous guests on Root Caps uh, for the season have mentioned it, it is a little bit tougher because. Sometimes there are parts where you're like, um, this really wasn't great. Can we get a little bit of a... You don't have to say this was the worst dress I've ever seen on Drag Race in the history of the entire franchise, but maybe some critiques. Like, literally, I keep going back to this, and I, I, each time that this comes up, it's the only thing that I mentioned, because the only thing I remember 
as being even a slightly negative critique. And it was when they were talking to Trinity in episode one, where they told her that she forgot the words that she wrote and like kind of stopped lip syncing during that. And it's like, you wrote these words, which I mean, granted, they wrote them and they recorded them and then probably performed within the course of like eight hours. So, you know, it's not like she wrote them and has been singing and performing this for eight years. But that was the closest thing to like any type of real negative critique. And it was it was just kind of like, hey, this is what happened. But she still looks stunning. Like it, it was done in such a way where it was uh, a, a critique sandwich. It was like compliment, critique, compliment. And uh, and that's fine. And, and I love this. I mean, you remember when we did our season 14 recap and uh, I, I railed against the fact that RuPaul lied to us outright and said that I'm not saving anybody then proceeded to do like 47 weeks of no eliminations <laughs> or double Shantae's or whatever. Like, you know, we started the season off saying no one's going home. And I didn't realize that's become a, a like a, a calling. I only watched the first two episodes of Untucked up until yesterday, I think it was. And I'm almost caught up. I think I'm almost caught up, if not like one episode left of uh, of Untucked. But it's kind of become a rallying cry in the, uh, in the Untucked is no one's going home. And it's just like, this is really cute because it does give these queens a chance to shine no matter what's going on. If they have a poor week or a poor showing or a poorer showing from what, we're, what we see, they can still come back the next week and kick ass and be the top all-star. So um, that is really kind of like the, the, the big, big thing is like, it, it's just so great to see them shine in the way that they have gotten to. I may not always love, all the queens okay just one of them on the season but whatever and uh but even then like i will still say when when they do a great job they do a great job and i i'm excited to see how this all plays out and who will take the title because honestly any single one of these queens is absolutely deserving of the title there is not a single queen that you could sit there and be mad about if they won yeah, I, I don't disagree with all. And I, I, I sit there and kind of go back and forth on like who it should be. I know who I who I would rather it be as far as like people I just happen to like more. Jinx. Uh, <laughs> well, and same... I mean, I'll ask you that question at the end of the episode. So, oh, well, there you go. Uh, you know my answer. Uh, but but uh, but again, it's not that I wouldn't be OK with really any of them. It's just. I, okay, here's one thing going forward, and then we should probably talk about the episode. The because uh, uh, I'll do this all day. The the what do you call it? The 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 next version of this. Let's say All Stars Eight. Do they keep this formula? Do they not revisit the winners of whatever? What what do they call this? The Legendary Legends season, the winners season, whatever the official title. All Stars is. All Winners. All Stars All Winners. Like, is this a special occasion thing you roll out every so often? I mean, I think so. But like, if the winner of this season is the the, the queen of all queens, when you do the next one, how does that get rectified? And then you now have two people and then you see the problem of these queen of all queens. Well, <laughs> no, because I mean, it's the same thing as the title that in the, the main series you know, when you started the show, it was the the next drag race superstar, the next the world's next drag superstar, and that's just been every every year since then. So, I mean, and these are queens that that live and exist 
already you know they didn't just pop into existence when the, the show started um so i think it's kind of the same i don't i don't want them to do this every other year or every you know, like give it a, give it a rest honestly i'm still mad that all stars happens every year because yeah. when we're starting to see there's starting to be leaks of supposed rumored cast for all stars eight and the suppose like some of these rumored people have been on all stars like three times yeah i that, that and it's uh, it's frustrating and i One, get it because queens who have not been on at all still have not gotten a call to be on all stars right. you know my neighbor down the street dita ritz you know like literally there's just like she does little online campaigns for you know dita for all stars hashtag dita for all stars how come she hasn't been brought back not even as a lip sync assassin that bitch had some of the most memorable lip syncs of, of season four and of all time. You watch Ms. Mojo lists of like the top 10 best, you know, drag race lip syncs and her, her, this will be parentheses and everlasting love is still one of the best. And that's a 10 seasons ago. That's season four. And how has she not been brought back as a lip sync assassin or in some capacity? And then you've got somebody. I, uh, the one thing I saw last night, I don't know. I haven't seen anything more. Somebody like Coco Montrese is quote unquote rumored for All Stars Eight, and she was on All Stars Two. But then there was somebody I think like I, I forget there was somebody else that was like All Stars Five. Oh, Derek Barry was on this like rumored cast list, and she was just on season five, which was two years ago. Yeah. You know, I can see All Stars One people coming back sometimes because All Stars One was a shit show. And it was teams, and it wasn't something that really gave them a, a, an avenue to thrive. So I can see some of those All-Stars 1 contestants coming back, but don't bring me back somebody from All-Stars 5 before you give somebody who else who could use this right. this opportunity. Like, I think it, if, it's just... in, that, in that vein, I want to see All-Stars uh, Pork Chop Edition. I want to see All-Stars Outsiders with like, you know, Willem making some kind of crazy epic return. And I want to see like those. Oh <laughs> I, could you imagine uh, the weird edge case? Not like the, hey, we know this. Uh, I mean, let's not pick on her, but Ginger is a great example. We know Ginger will be fantastic for the camera. People love her. Let's bring her back. And it's not that I don't want her to have times is enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, yeah, I totally agree. I want to see deeper cuts. Some people obviously aren't doing drag anymore, but people like Dita, I mean, Oral, I mean, whoever, like they need it. They need another chance. They, they are so great. They should yeah. be uh, revisited. So yeah. yeah. Uh, an early outs, an early out season would be interesting. Um, like James, James is actually one of the, was one of the people that was on that rumored list along with Jessica wild. And like, those are two people that, wow. you know, Jessica got a, a, a little bit of a, a boost in visibility again with, being a lip sync assassin, which was great. And then James got a bit of a boost of uh, uh, recognition by being brought back for last season's uh, Save a Queen episode, like oh, the first yeah. outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so seeing James Mansfield back on the TV would be fantastic because she's done so much and is, you know, is, is not the queen that we only got to experience for two episodes. Because I think season nine, there was there was no elimination until episode two and that was the cheerleading episode where eureka like broke her entire knee off and then james rolled herself through space (laughs) still one of the best uh gifts that's come out of out of that season was james doing the tumble and the cheerleading and then just 
them taking her and tumbling through like space past an airplane, all that stuff. Listeners, uh, if you don't know, go look it up because it's fantastic. Drag race memes uh, and he, gifts that keep on giving. They are. They are. I have to I I there are situations at work all the time where I find myself uh looking up different drag race gifts and, and sending them to my boss or putting them in the group chat. There was one uh there was something happened last week and I was just like Ugh, not this. And I immediately went on and I found the, the gif of Jan saying not this. And now it is on my computer for any scenarios that require it. But that is a little, that's a little dive into All-Stars in general. Um, well, actually, before we even do that, I mean, come on. You got to give your hot take on Jinx's uh, Natasha Leone and Judy Garland. I mean, come oh. on. Oh my god! So I saw. So this was back when I was still catching up. I think I forgot why I didn't watch your row. I think I was traveling or something. Oh, that's what it was. I was uh, with Eric actually overseas, and that was the whole. Hey, you should download it on World of Wonder app uh, before you get on the plane, and it failed. Uh, so that's why I was slow to catch up on some of the uh, that. But so I had seen the pictures, and I was like, "Oh my god!" The Natasha Leone one for sure blew my mind just look perfect and then i started watching it watching the episode and watching her do the to do uh, the character i was like yeah this is this is spot on and then i find out you know that they're friends and you know all this other stuff and i'm like okay yeah, yeah this this all makes sense the judy garland one i will say this when i first saw the picture of her because again it was just everywhere people just lit up and i knew based on the the little things people were posting that they loved it it was great when i saw the picture this is my camera yeah. What what does she call broom? Is that what she calls room? <laughs> broom? Broom. Broom. <laughs> Is that now, now that we've reached the midway point, it's time for a song. But I mean, here's don't the best. be jealous of my boogie. Well, that was such a uh, inevitables. Uh, I'm so glad that, that she has worked with major scales on the inevitables project because that, you know, all of that really helps her. But no, the uh, the. Uh, I didn't recognize like the the era of Judy Garland, and I said, like, and then I pulled up a picture because it's like late in her life. It's like one of her later eras, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, not like she's about to pass on, and or what's his, what's his name killed her. Um, or, it wasn't or, about you know. to kill her yet. Yeah, which oh my god, that's like the best callback I think ever to any deep deep lore RuPaul Drag Race. Like I was just, um, I mean they clearly rue and michelle like just ate that up so much i mean it was just the most delightful moment to see them so impressed so into it and then see that whole interplay it, it was just delightful like i mean everybody else did pretty well i, I don't remember this is the sad part i don't remember anybody else in the snatch game except for her uh because my memory's crap because i'm old uh, but no, they uh, they just that play that just delight and the fact that Rue was like, yeah, of course, let's yes, here's the mic, go for it. I mean, just like oh, it was beautiful, it's beautiful. Uh, so yeah, There's I love for it. one more. I just love Jinx. I mean, Jinx is just she's not ever like if you ever okay. So I I am obviously a big fan. Uh, if you ever want to see some of Jinx's most questionable decisions, <laughs> go on YouTube. I don't know if she's pulled them down. But during the pandemic, uh, her and uh, Ben de la Creme, they moved to L.A. right as I moved to Seattle, which I was a little disappointed about, uh, to say the least. Not that they were maybe doing a lot locally anyway. And they still actually have come back and done stuff. But be that as it may, uh, Jinx in quarantine, she had just gotten married to Deedle. 
her her husband or not, her, not his real name but that's what she calls him uh and they're doing these weird it's michael michael yeah uh uber twink uh but they were doing these weird videos in their house and i guess they have roommates or maybe it's just community i don't know but some of the videos are not good like god bless her for just trying stuff oh sorry i think i just broke my whole everything down here but like they're bad some of them are bad but other than a few things like that everything she's done even going back and watching her miss bacon strip performance on youtube and some of these other things she's just She's got such good instincts. She's such a fun personality. Yeah, she's a little sleepy sometimes and uh, <laughs> a little high sometimes. But oh my god, love her and that 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 the Judy Garland was epic. It's like if you want to see if you, you want to see bad chinks, go to a show where it's not an actual like scripted show and she's just drunk and high telling stories. <laughs> yes, because it will just but, meander to places that doesn't need to go. And everybody will be confused when they leave. But it's Jinx, so whatever. Yeah. I also didn't pay for that ticket, so I can't be mad about it. <laughs> but anywho. So yes, okay. Is this my camera? They changed it to drag queen. Oh, good times. Still the best thing about this season so far. There have been some great things, but literally will be the thing that I will quote forever and i still do it with uh one of the one of the guys at the bar we'll just randomly just uh look at each other and go is this my camera is it time for one more good times all right so let's get to the episode at hand i knew that you had a lot uh of, of opinions and, and things you wanted to share so i uh i don't mind taking a little bit of the uh the beginning of the episode to rehash what we've gone through uh before we touch on the new stuff so we are at episode eight this is santa school for gals gals gorillas i don't gorillas. know gorillas oh maybe gorillas who knows so the uh the queens come back into the workroom with trinity having just one blocking evie evie ha- not in that previous episode, but having gained quite a bit of momentum, Trinity wanted to make sure that uh, she stopped that momentum in its tracks. And then uh, I don't think there was much major drama at that point. Um, thankfully, like some of the the opening scenes have been uh, been pretty pretty mellow, aside from the the Vivian Jinx drama and uh, all that ridiculousness i see so this is gonna sound a little weird like i have such an affinity for the entire cast of uk season one partially because i met them all at DragCon in 20 what was that 2019 um and got to interview them all even even like the was it scaredy cat who was like out really early and and some of these other ones who who haven't done a whole lot that i've been aware of in my my little drag race bubble but like queens like something wong and baga and you know cheryl and blue like these are all queens that i adore i like the vivian but she was not who I was pulling for. 
I was pulling for Baga, but I figured it was going to be Davina. But I, in the back of my head, always kind of knew that Vivian was going to win, especially being the uh, drag ambassador before you know Drag Race UK was even a, a thing when it was still kind of trying to be done by somebody else without Rue hosting. Uh, because as we know, you have to trank Rue to get her on an airplane. And there's only two countries she'll fly to, the UK and Australia. Um, but Viv, like Viv was super deserving of of her win on UK season one. Viv has been doing fantastic in this competition, but there has been something about her that I just don't I don't like. And it makes me a little sad because I don't want to not like any of these queens except for you know that one that I don't like already. Um, so it's been like a weird kind of context of trying to figure all of this out, like, and try to wrap my head around remembering this is a television show that is, even though it is not really full of, um, like negative critiques or bad exposure for these Queens, there's still some editing and things that are kind of being used to help push certain narratives. Anywho. We get our we get RuPaul coming into the workroom and we find out that this week is an acting challenge. They're going to be acting in Santa School for Girls. And that Trinity, as the winner of the previous week's episode, gets to assign the roles for this performance. Which leads to shenanigans buffoonery and riggery. So in the process, they kind of read through and uh, kind of pick out like the, the parts that speak to them. Some have a couple that are like, Hey, here are a couple of different roles that I like. And because the Viv had given Trinity the next pick in the, uh, the legendary legend looks choosing order. Trinity gives Viv her first pick, and then we kind of sort out everything. Till we get down to the part of Ms. Toe, where Jinx, this is, I think, Jinx's, like, second choice. I think there was one other part that she wanted. And then Monet steps in and says that she wants the part of Ms. Toe as well. So we get what the uh, more recent seasons have been doing, and they do an audition off. For the role, and from what uh, the <laughs> what the peanut gallery, I'm, I'm, to quote, uh, I think this was Bob saying it on the the pit stop. Uh, the peanut gallery that we are shown seems to feel that Jinx was the rightful winner of that audition. Would you say that Jinx had gave a better performance in the audition for Ms. Toe on the the couches? Um. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, that wasn't even, like, slightly uh, obfuscated by the editing or production. It was, like, telegraphed with the uh, the reminder that there is an alliance of the Twinners prior to that decision. And it was like, okay, cool. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's where you get a little bit of that kind of not forced drama, because that legitimately like a a little nugget in there that happened but you dress it up to make it even more heightened by uh those little things and I, you know, do you need it no but 
sure, whatever. That's like compared to the sins of the world of wonder editors and production, this is a minor at best. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, it was just funny the way that they edited the entire thing together. It was like Raja just, you know, like cackling, living for it and being like, yep, that's Jason's part. And then cut to Trinity go, all right, so Monet, I'm going to give you the part of Miss Toe. It was like, God damn. Like, you really just want to reinforce the, the Twitter's alliance, which like hasn't even really been a thing that's come up much. It apparently was a little more of an untucked thing. Um, have you watched Untucked episodes? Do you know? <laughs> so I watched this um, through alternate means uh, of obtaining the uh, video uh, than you would expect. And I did not even realize that there was an Untucked. Not that I, I mean, of course there should be. So no, I have watched zero Untucked this season. Well, you know the old saying, if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. In this case, if you're not watching Untalked, you're getting 95% of the story. And here's some extra fluff for you. Uh, it really is not, like, it's it's fine. It's more, hopefully, more money for the girls because it's more episodes and more content that's being produced with them as the cast uh, and with them all being in every episode. You know, you're getting paid per episode. There should There is a, a, a per episode, uh, let's just say a per diem, but a daily a daily amount for each episode. But one of the, the, the best things to come out of it was, and I don't even remember, was it the Dolly Parton runway? Um, so that was, oh crap. I can't remember the challenge that I went with the Dolly, um, like the night of a thousand dollies. Anywho, whatever episode that was, they Trinity and, and, and Monet are sitting on a couch like everybody else like goes to smoke and do whatever and they're having this heart to heart about how much they care about each other which is a big difference from where they, they were at the end of season 4 when they both were crowned the winner um, because Trinity had some very direct things to say about Monet on Twitter but anywho they grow they mend fences they're, they're now you know best sisters but they they have this emotional like I'm so glad that I was on the season with you when you won because, you know, you're amazing and we're we're the best of friends. And if I don't win this, I want you to win it. And they're all crying. And they're like, at the end of the conversation, you just hear a ukulele strum and the camera pulls out and there's Jinx sitting on the couch next to them. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> and they say something to her and she's like, I was going to underscore your conversation and then I saw the tears. So I figured I wouldn't. That's delightful. I need to watch that. It's ridiculous. I'm just, I think you can find, uh, I think you can find it on YouTube, the clip of it on YouTube. So anywho, yes, the Twinners uh, utilize their Alliance to get Monet the part that she wants. And uh, from there we go to, well, actually, I shouldn't even, before we even move on. So with that happening, Jinx gets the part of Holly, which is a smaller bit part, kind of one of the the plastics from uh, Mean Girls. I, okay, okay, gays and theys and, and ladies out there. I think I've said this on the show, but please don't come for me. Please don't yell at me. I mean, you can if you want to, but I haven't seen Mean Girls. 
So I don't really know the people in the movie all that well. <laughs> but, and I did not even realize that this was, I mean, I kind of should have, but I didn't realize that this was a take on Mean Girls. So, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay, okay. I Yeah, I didn't she realize that She was the Lindsay either. Lohan character, and then... Okay. I guess Evie was the Regina George of the group, and then the other two girls are the other two, like... I don't... It just... Don't okay, know. as much as I think the writing has improved this uh, this this particular uh, in exercise... Uh, was odd. A, Christmas. Now, this wasn't filmed around Christmas, we're fairly certain. Uh, this also has no, I mean, guess Christmas in July is the connection, but it's odd. When you have a, a Christmas anything that's not during the season, it probably should have at least some kind of explanation like, hey, we're doing a Christmas thing. And in this case, they didn't provide anything as far as I remember. Um, no. I know there's a I know there's a a scene in Mean Girls in uh, like a talent show where the girls are dressed up in little like Santa outfits, which I think is supposed to be part of that correlation. But then it's okay. also the Satan reference, the Satan slash Santa yeah. type of Hail thing. Sa- Sa- Santa, yeah. Hail Santa, yeah. Like it's a weird amalgamation of things. They it, and I to sell that all <laughs> to sell that all, you should have had Daniel Francesi come and be the special guest, uh, help, uh, you know, whatever coach, director, whatever that one person. By the way, and I meant to look this up. Do we know what that person and I can't remember their name? What they're famous for? The director who is the judge? Uh, Gregory Go Boom. Uh, is winner of the short film jury award at Sundance Film Festival. Uh, oh, so Gregory Goboom is a winner of a, of the short film jury award at the Sundance Film Festival. Lemon, oh, uh, Lemon. co-written okay. with Brett Brett Gelman and Zola, co-written with playwright Jeremy O'Harris. Okay, so I know of Lemon. I think I've heard of Zola, although I might be confusing it. So, okay, cool. I just meant to look up, like you know, okay, well, who did they? Who is this? Like, this is cool. I I love that they bring like this season has had guest judges that I don't. I don't know a lot about and I'm like, Oh cool. It's like watching, you know, one of the international ones. You're like, who are you? And cool. That's neat. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, having Janiska come in and be the director and not having it just be like Michelle and Rue. Uh, yeah. Was definitely a, a game changer for this mm-hmm. because this is somebody that actually directs film. Like that is actually coming in and giving them proper direction to make a film not a great film but a film <laughs> uh and anyone who wants to watch just the film a uh, little little short it's on youtube because i was watching it earlier before we did this um hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So yeah, yeah I don't know. RuPaul's Drag Race account has been putting out like a, a couple days after the lip sync. And the challenge. Okay. So, like, they've been putting up a, a lot of this stuff uh, on their YouTube channel, especially. I, I appreciate that. Uh, it's just nuggets of things that you can still go back and you still want to watch the show. But it's, like, nice to see this uh, uh, broader, uh, you know, especially because this, uh, this is all on um, Paramount Plus, which, surprisingly, still a lot of people do not have. <laughs> it's not, Paramount you know, Plus. Plus. Probably yes, one Plus. of my favorite streaming platforms, though. Oddly it's enough. got some good stuff on it, but it's still just not like as successful, I think, because they wanted it to be. And this is the second oh, sure. iteration of it uh, after the first iteration, which was uh, CBS All Access, I think. Right. Uh, well, because that was just CBS programming. Right. Yeah. Paramount now it. covers uh, Nick and like um, it covers like all of their their networks. So there's a much wider uh, plethora of stuff like Vi- uh, it's now all Viacom. Yeah. So you get all the MTV and VH1 stuff you get. Uh, it's like the, I watch the challenge all stars. I watch, you know, drag race all stars. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of great stuff uh, for the, the Trek fans out there. That's this is where like Picard and new horizons and all of that stuff uh, lives. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And then we had people I, like to blue, you know, oh previous episode so and i'm sure you talked about that yeah because i love juvalu uh tovlo but i i I about fell out of my chair when she said that and then she said it again uh so thankfully but she said she said tuvalu and i was like that's not how you say it either rue yeah well it sounds it sounds like it sounds like uh, that performer has had some fun with the way their name is pronounced. And they're kind of like me. And they're like, I'm not correcting people. You want to say it? Whatever. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They don't care. If, but I love I her, brought this up. I brought this up on the uh, on that episode's recap. But if you go watch the opening to the Disco Tits music video, there's a whole little segment where she's like being interviewed by a quote unquote like American talk show host. And it's a it's a puppet. Um, Tuvalu has a, a thing with fucking puppets. There's a video where she's making out with and having sex with a puppet at some point. So like, yep, the Swedes gotta love them. The newest uh, one has this whole her having thing... sex with a robot, so it's even it's even more exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but it, it 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 had a in that segment there is a whole thing about like the the puppet calls her Tovlo, and she's like Tuvalu, uh, so Tovlo. Uh, Tuvalu, <laughs> like it's a whole thing, but oh, I gotta yes. find that. Um, yes. so yeah, back to this challenge. It was Janiska still very... and the, the the directing of this challenge. Uh, did you find there were any like maybe good points that were brought up about the way that the girls were doing their scenes? Anything that stood out to you from the directing perspective? No, yeah. it was all very supportive which i appreciated kind of in the again following the lines of we're not showing any of the criticisms or the whatevers um but like it it i think there was one case where 
was it Evie or no? Okay. So there was one case where she suggested somebody, it was Raja, and she suggested Raja do it differently, do another take. They did a different take. It sounded different. But when you watch the actual video, it's the first take. It's not the one they did. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. This is apparently a thing because I was watching um, a, a drag detective video and the, the rigory of season 14. And there was something like that that they did to Maddie in the Save a Queen challenge where Michelle was like, put more sass in it. And she did. And they were like, you know, show Michelle going, that's a keeper. And then apparently in the, the challenge, this is when I was in Florida. So I, I didn't really pay much attention because it's hard to watch at a bar sometimes. Um, but when they did the the finished product, it was that not sassy one that wasn't the keeper, according to Michelle. So to hear, like, I didn't, I, I guess I wasn't paying that close of a t- attention to it at that uh, in this challenge. But yeah, this is not the first time that they've been like, hey, yeah. do it differently. And then they're like, oh, this is great. And then they don't use that. For, yeah, and I'm sure there's the... reasons, and it's it's all whatever. Who cares? It's it's all productiony, blah, 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 whatever. But it was just funny because I, mean, I remember impact, they it didn't impact the win this time. So, <laughs> oh yeah, no, exactly. So, um, no, the directing seemed very just fine. Um, and 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 the performances across the board again were all so good. It's kind of sad in some ways. The ones who like shake. Shay just got lost in a lot of the because the, she kind of played the straight character, like the straight straight man, so to speak. That just like she's yeah. just reacting. Oh my gosh, Shay's straight now. Damn, <laughs> it didn't work for her though because I like her in those other roles that like when they did was it the um the fairy tale justice thing. I liked her in that way more because she got to have an interesting character. But on the flip side of that, uh, the little mean girls, the three. Uh, Evie, Jinx, and uh, Trinity. Trinity. And they, they made a whole point, a point to explain Jinx's, like, what she's going to do with this. And and so it all fit, fits in the narrative the way they crafted it. But she took a non-existent, like, bit part, at least, not non-existent, but still a bit part, and milked it for every drop that she could get time-wise, voices like she did at least two different versions of her character's voice she did like the uh possessed one you know when she comes alive you will not you know like like sucking in while she talks to make that like double voice yeah (laughs) like it was was so great and then and then some of the other like little the vocal fry of course is her main character but i mean like she did so much with it and then you got like trinity and evie and they're just like they're just, you know, doing along. They're fine. They did whatever. I mean, they were bad. It just, you again, you compare it to what Jinx did. The Viv, I thought was funny because her headmistress, even if she was going for, um, what's her name from the No Wire Hangers? Um, Faye um, Dunaway as Joan Crawford. Oh, she was doing Faye and, Dunaway as Joan Crawford. And Mommy okay. Dearest. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and yeah. this was this was something that, watch the pit stop. Uh, for those of you listening, if you don't watch the pit stop normally, go watch this one. One because Peppermint's on it too, and mm-hmm. Bob and Peppermint together is fucking ridiculous at all times. Um, but they talk about this as well because they say, you know, obviously we always go to Joan Crawford, you know, being mommy dearest. But the movie, it's Faye Dunaway playing this exaggerated version of Joan Crawford. 
and in this case, it's like it's uh, Viv, and they go through it's like a couple different things, like Viv it's playing Donald, Donald Trump, Trump playing Joan, in drag Joan. as Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford. Yeah, it's like multiple exactly. in it's it's Inception esque in its nesting mm-hmm. of. But that's the thing is Viv really does such a great job and makes it all work. But when you boil it down, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're doing your Trump with this yeah so i mean it works it works great for that character um and there was another part of it that kind of called back for it because the you know make is it make christmas merry again or something like that yeah you know so it's like a lot of times when they write these things they write them with these queens in mind Mm -hmm. and it's almost like it almost makes you think okay are are these queens told hey you are going to be doing this role regardless because sometimes when there's things like that, it's like, of course, that's going to be a Viv thing because of her her portrayal of Trump on Snatch Game in UK one. So like, but then there are sometimes where queens will be like, oh, no, like, let's switch and let me do this. Like in All Star Six, um, I forget which which line or which characters. Uh, I think it was Ginger and Pandora. Like Ginger wanted to do the uh, the Myrtle Snow character, and Pandora really wanted it, and yeah. it was kind of like there are little bits that are like would have maybe been written for the other person, but they can sometimes just rock it out. Like Pandora in that that challenge, I thought was fantastic as the Myrtle Snow esque character um, of that challenge, the Rumerican Horror Story challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I tell you right now, when they are finally out of their NDA period. All of these like writers and producers and editors, like I want to read the tell all of the, the drag race empire because there's just so much there that you have these questions and be like, how does this work? How did this happen? Like, what's the what's the tea here? Uh, and other than listening to Race Chaser and hoping that Willem just magically gets the answer and decides to you know spill it or, or Alaska or whatever, like like that, we don't have a lot of great confirmed outlets. Uh, you know, of these kind of uh, of these questions. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they do write these parts with certain queens in mind, but then have to still make them flexible enough, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think overall the challenge is good. I don't really remember a lot else that stood out. Like the whole murder thing was kind of like, all right, cool. That's a thing, I guess. I don't know. The uh, the flashing, like the flashing, the little uh, interviews that they did, like I think they did like two or three in the, you yeah. know, like, outside after the murder and sort of flashing back that was a little weird at first and i was like okay i i I see what you're doing i don't don't know that you need to it's kind of weird but i'll whatever i'll I'll allow it um and then i think the only other performance i was kind of like about uh like whatever about is monet uh who i again love but i don't know it was just it was okay Uh, there's something that was a little missing from it even after the direction of, you know, choose your regular voice. Like I just didn't, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind her. I think Jinx would have been an interesting fit, especially yeah. because it was very like pot hippie. Um, it's, it's what's her name. It's um from Harry Potter. It's she's um the one with the, the, the globe. Oh God. Uh, like, you I, just I, referenced I, another film that I haven't seen. Well, right. Yeah, I know. I know. But she's she I think that character, as they conceived, it was meant to be sort of a a pastiche on this sort of hippie 
Hogwarts teacher who does like divinations and shit. And I cannot think of her name, nor can I think of the actress who plays her, but that's in the way that Monet looked and in sort of the, not, not the cool teacher thing. That was something else that they mixed into it. Right. Uh, but it, I, that's what I was getting. And I could have, I would have loved to see Jinx do that or play that, play that role. But well, cause I mean, that's Jinx, a, a stoned out witch. Yep. I mean, yep. <laughs> like that's or Raj exactly actually, what... Raja, Raja was in, Raja was interesting as Scrooge. Also the fact. Sure for Lisa. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Uh, but again, I actually think I would have really liked to see her play that same role uh, as well. And then maybe like do Evie, Evie as Scrooge would have been interesting and certainly more true to her uh, general aesthetic. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And her demeanor for sure. Yeah. Cause the way that like the, the kind of emo, like gothy girl punk, definitely would have, yeah. would have definitely fit Evie. Um, but I was, I mean, I was happy to see Evie go outside of what the norm is for her. Um, I don't think it, there was anything that really gave her a ton to shine. Raja, I think, did a great job. She was giving me very uh, Nancy from the craft. She was giving me very, like, just punk rock awesomeness. Um, I, 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 I did get a giggle out of the, the death fight scene, uh, especially after the, the first, like, axe to the chest. And she's like, I'm still alive, bitch. And then they do it again. And they're just like, no, I'm not. And then she just fell over. Um, I, I definitely w- would have been intrigued to see how how she would have been in a different role. I don't know what role I would have wanted to see her in. Um, maybe in that Holly role or even uh, I would have I would have actually either in Shay's role or in Evie's role. I think she could have played the head mean girl really well and given it a lot of that like sass. Mm-hmm. And I think as like kind of like the, the straight, the straight man of the, the scene, I think would have also been really good to see uh, Simone in that role. Shay, I think would have done wonders in the, the head mean girl and Evie's part. I think she would have given it, she really would have sassed the hell out of it and, and made that, that her own. Uh, Viv obviously did a phenomenal job. I, I can't be mad about it. Oh yeah. Uh, I can be mad about it because I want Jinx to, to win everything, but she did a phenomenal job. Uh, Trinity as like the ditzy airhead, she filled out the role well, but it wasn't anything extra or more. No. And um, I, I I thought that I thought Jinx took the part that she she was given, and I thought there was a real chance that she could have potentially won the challenge, yeah. With the way that she played the role, considering how small of a part it was, and then her running at the camera while screeching at the end, I thought that was <laughs> fucking hysterical. After she was killed, she's you know being interviewed and uh, and then is like a demon possessed and running at the camera. I thought that was phenomenal. That was delightful. I, I thought it was hysterical when uh, they they put on the music and it was you know hey sis it's Christmas <laughs> and then <laughs> she going over and turning it off and being like this is not a musical that was a nice then, little uh, in, 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 in sort of insidery sort of yeah commentary on itself yeah and then after they did the whole thing of like um, 
finding the Halloween decorations on on Raj's bunk bed uh, or Scrooge's bunk bed, and then they were they were like, "I'm gonna like I want to celebrate Halloween," and then they start playing like we have a song. And you think it's going to be another like Christmas or the callback to "Hey sis, it's Christmas," and instead it's uh, the beginning, which I thought was great because that was the song that jinxed the season. Like that was her song, so I thought that was great that she was part of the dance. But and dear God, don't have Jinx dance anymore. I mean, it's oh, no. hysterical to watch, but geez, Louise. Yeah, yeah. So I think overall, like it was a good challenge. It it was it was long. It was extremely long. Um, yeah, yeah. but overall, I think that they, I still think that the, the, the writing and the, the construction of these skits and sketches could use a little work, but I think overall, this was definitely a highlight for everybody that was in, in this challenge and on the season. So from there, now that we've been to the Santa school for gals. We go to the runway, which I, I I sincerely hate even just saying the, the theme of the runway, but yeah, produce some great looks. The theme on today's runway is nitty nitty bang bang. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Very Ooh, innovative, ridiculous. though. And I don't know that we've ever had like this kind of look challenge before. Certainly not with that name, but like I, I do. I'm living for it. Yeah. They're definitely, um, there. There definitely were some amazing looks. I don't think any. I don't. There's probably been some sort of knit garments on the runway, like in this kind of fashion. But to do a full out runway definitely was was a yeah. a whole other experience. So, um, new friend silver, old friends gold what were some of the standout highlights from this runway for you? Oh, well, I mean, just flipping back through them, Evie's is, if I picked, if I picked the winner of just, just look, just that in that one category, not, not acting, I think Evie killed it. I am just like in awe of the construction. I love her headpiece. I love the, the sort of way she dyed her, uh, her outfit so it kind of gets darker towards the feet yeah the dip dyeing that she did all hand dip dyed by by evie i know and the fact that that's entirely her from from the whole thing it blew my mind i was so blown away by it now i don't know if she made it she she dip dyed it she made the headpiece i'm not 100 percent sure if she crafted the garment itself okay that's fair. um i think somebody may have crafted it and then and like sent it to her in like the the, the regular wool white and uh-huh. then she dip dyed and like cr- and then turned it into what we see okay I well either way I, if somebody I'll, had yeah let us know if you uh know one way or the other uh but it's, it's just such an arresting look i love it um and the other one that i would say like stands out okay so there's t- oh, god it's so tough there's two that I so so that was my gold. Is that what you were saying? Kind of do like the gold silver. Oh no! Like I, I just every time oh, that, that runway comes on, it's like it's like the worst RuPaul song. And oh, like, why are we doing oh. this? As okay, what's what's so the song title? What, what is that song? That's new friend silver, old friends gold. Yeah, it's horrible. 
It's really bad. Yeah, and, uh, and I hear it's, it. It's the one that mind. she performed at the season 13 finale when there was just her and the, the, the got Mick, Simone, uh, Rose, and Candy the, in the, the theater. I never, I never watched the finale uh, of that season because I knew God uh, didn't win. And I was like, eh. um, she did it. She did a performance to that song. And now it's the runway song. Bad. Like the it's runway songs song. are supposed to be like bouncy, like energy, like yeah, it's like it, it reminds me of either walk. hold music in some of the like the loop part where they're doing the runway. It's like this delightful, like kind of hold, not delightful. It's, it's hold music, and well, yeah. or it sounds yeah. like something else that I can't place with the horn hits. Um, I think it reminds me of um, uh, Genesis. Uh, how many? How many times can I say I'm sorry? Whatever that song is, uh, or maybe it's not Genesis. It it's not my head. It's not Genesis. It's Phil Collins himself. Uh, but anyway, there's like a horn hits and 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 when that song from that with that lyric, and it reminds me of that too. Anyway, all to say, not in a good way. It's not a good song. Um, anyway, so yeah. So if I had yeah. to pick my top choice, it's definitely Edie. I think honorable mentions though. Really love Shay's outfit. I love that Shay brings in very distinct. African and African American cultural influences, dress techniques like that seriously is just so cool to see. And, and looking back at the pictures and just, I, I blows my, it blows my mind. It did just so, so couture, but also referencing that, that, that tradition and just uh, beautiful. And then Raja, because she looks like a fucking alien, like, <laughs> like Barbarella, after she's been upgraded to her next form and with i love raj's use of like facial like wear like like masks and and other weird like constructs like just insane insane i love that look um though not all of it's knitted i think enough of it's knitted that they 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 were like yeah we'll allow it because a lot of it's totally nothing to do with knitted anything whereas a lot of the queens just went full-on knitted everything uh, but yeah, no, those are, those are my, I think those are my favorites. The rest were good. And, and Vivian's is nice because I love the, the, the sort of really just consistent, like kind of like structure and, and patterns that you see expressed um, that are very familiar to people who have, who have knitted or done macrame or done any of the knitted arts. It's, it's, it's cool to see that in that, in that outfit, but you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The rest is all, they're all fine. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, uh, Raja's she three p ho is definitely <laughs> is definitely a fantastic look. Um, it does not scream knitted to me, and I'm sure that the dress is. And and I know that she posted um, her photo shoot in the outfit to her Instagram, and I'm sure that in that case you're able to see it in more detail. Um, it's a gorgeous outfit. I I, I do not fault it at all. It just when I see it, it doesn't. I I don't instantly say, "Oh, that's a knit runway." I think you know, futuristic Judy Jetson Hooker, uh, something more futuristic than than knit, um, but fantastic. Uh, Viv's outfit. I think if there was some color involved, I would have liked it more. It reminded me of, you know, every cardigan sweater that I've ever seen and or had in my life, um, especially being an Irish uh, of Irish descent. You know, those uh, those cable knit 
uh, cardigans are are a staple of of the Irish uh, folk. Uh, I did love the knitting needles in her hair. I thought that was yeah. fantastic. Um, I outright adored Jinx's look. Mm. And maybe that that I feel like a little bit of a, a hypocrite saying that I wanted more color in Vivian's, <laughs> but Jinx's is yeah. all one color. But she also has a a her knit is uh darker, stoned completely. Yeah. All upcycled materials. And the shawl is uh a different color. It's that kind of plain um white wool color. Uh, but I adore it. It, it fucking sparkled. Like in the even the fact that Rue made a comment about it on the runway, like in the critiques about how just how much that dress shone. It, it's just it's amazing. One of my favorites though was Monet. I lived for those little hoochie shorts, those knit hoochie shorts, the knit puffer jacket. Mm-hmm. And the knit bow in her hair with that, the the curly hair wig, you know, Shay is doing it for the culture, but Monet is doing it for the culture as well. Like yeah. it's it's almost two different sides of that same coin. And like how you were referencing, um, like Shay's bringing a lot of real like African roots, where uh, Monet's bringing a lot of Black culture, Black American culture, to her runway. And it's two amazing sides of this coin that are showcasing like black excellence on the runway. And oh yeah, you know, like we did our entire last recap and didn't mention Monet's outfit until the end when uh, when James realized that as we were talking about who he wanted to win and we were talking about Monet and he's like, we went this entire episode and never mentioned Monet once. And I wanted to make sure because when I saw this look on the runway, I loved it so much. The only thing that I kind of wish is that the colors alternated like on the puffer like it's one side is like the white and blue and one side is pink oh, and blue yeah. mm-hmm. i almost kind of wish that they alternated sides so like if they were going to be on pink on the right white on the left that the the booty shorts would have been uh-huh. uh white on the right pink on the left and then her bow would have had the the white in there as well because her bow is all pink mm-hmm. um it, but that's like a, a, a tiny minor critique on it. But I still love the fact that it's all, or if it was going to be all like one color on one side, one color on the other, that the bow would have also done that. And it would have been left side, one color, right side, one color. Oh, yeah. Um, But I, but I adored it. I, I just have to say, okay, so those are, I, I was going to move on. Any not as amazing standouts on this runway? Because I have one. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I'm torn because I like Trinity's thing she did. And it's not even her. Like she said, a fan made this for her, knit this for her or something. So, okay. I keep hearing this and I did not hear this the same way that everybody keeps saying this. The grump grumpkin, I believe, is what the fan made for her. Oh, and then she had this look based off of this grumpkin. I yeah. still don't. <laughs> I'm saying this the stuffed animal, the stuffed I'll, animal. Yeah, I, but I, I think there. I guess it's like a line of or or like a certain type of thing. Um, oh, I think huh. I think that's what was made for her and given to her to meet and greet. And then 
she took this opportunity, which is a great shout out for that fan. First of all, huge shout out for that fan. Um, But the way that I heard her talking about it was that the fan made this and then, and that was the inspiration. And that's where this outfit came from. Okay, that 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 probably is right then, because yeah, I was like, wow, what a fan! That's that's crazy, and that, that right? they would know their measurements exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's complicated. Um, so is that the is that what you didn't like? Because I mean, yeah, I hate this outfit. <laughs> I, hate I, this don't outfit hate a, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know. I don't know why it sort of works because it really shouldn't. But looking at it right now, I think because the hair kind of matches the, the drapes. I love the <laughs> it, hair. I love the wig with yeah. the the leopard prints spray paint on spray painted pattern yeah. on it. I love her hair. I hate everything else, but I love the hair. I, I don't hate it. I just think that if if I had to pick among all of them, what's the weakest? Or yeah, there's just something to it. It's very messy. It's very like just yeah. I don't know. It, but I love it the loses story. her shape. There's so yes. much like extra knit material. Yes, like every other person has a shape even shay who like the 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 kind of afghan or the kind of like quilts uh shawl covers yeah, a, a, very a dis- lot of it yeah her that dress gives you know still gives her the shape obviously monet raja in, in raja's is even a little bit looser fitting and there's still a shape evie's obviously jinx obviously jada who we didn't really talk about it's adorable i i like yeah. it um the big comfy couch was not something that was i was too old for that i know of it um but it's not something that i watched it wasn't part of my growing up because i think i i, I had aged out before that like became a thing um but you still get you still get the shape you still get the body you still get a form with trinities it's just a lot like it's just a lot of extra knit material that doesn't really give you anything, and then that thigh high boot leg cover because there's a separation yeah. between like the skirt and the the thigh, um, yeah. into a a very open heel. Like if that was a boot cover and it went all the way down and it was closed, I can maybe understand it, but otherwise you're wearing some really bizarre leg warmers. That cover almost all of your leg. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. And it. It, it's definitely my least favorite too, but um, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't offend me. It doesn't uh, bother me as much, but, uh, but yeah. It offends my ancestors. <laughs> all of them. So with the runway concluded, the critiques are given praise, praise, praise. We love you. We love you. Love you. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Cause that's just what the, that's just what we do on the show. Um, the the queens go to the back deliberations and still even like the the deliberations where most of the time that's where the 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 extra shady comments get said even those comments uh, are edited to be all nicey nice but the top two all stars legend legend or legendy legendy legends of the episode are deemed to be Raja and the Vivian. Do you agree with these top two? Um, I think they're fine. Vivian more so, sure. Raja? I mean, I like Raja. I don't... I want her to get a little more 
legendary legend dish because she does seem to kind of get overlooked a lot. So I guess, yeah, but I, it wasn't, it was not as strong a call, I think, as if it had been like Jinx or, um, or Jinx, uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with that, but, but you know, Vivian, I thought, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Raja takes it because she was in so much more. Um, if Raja and Jinx had the same amount of scenes, I think Jinx takes the win. Uh, I think... Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that's really kind of what it is. Uh, I think Monet would be a solid fourth place for me in this kind of right right there at that, that middle point and then everybody else uh kind of tied after that cuz they all did well it just you know when you're when you have this many acclaimed and talented queens it's really sometimes tough to to put one and two up there uh which is why like there's almost a little part of me that wants there to be like just extra stars like Hey, you did great, but here's, you know, like you were the winner, so let's give you two. But you know what? You were also really good. Here's an extra one. Like, here's one for you. Well, they've done the thing where they're like, oh, this week you get to keep a star and give a star. And it's like, oh, well, we're throwing these little curveballs at us. So why not? Let's go crazy. Everybody gets a star. Need a, Everybody wins. Need a, need a star, take a star. Have a star, <laughs> leave a star. Exactly. We're now a gas station with pennies. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, I just can't wait for for Dragon next year when you can purchase these legendary legend stars because somebody in LA is going to have to buy me uh, one and send it to me. Cause of course, I need a legendary legend star to go to sit next to my uh, shade button that uh, I, I paid way too much money to World of Wonder for. <laughs> but it's anywho. got a lot of use though. Oh yeah, I mean I do it all the time now during uh, during work meetings. Uh, <laughs> That's how we do. Uh, so yeah, so Viv and Raj, Roger, are the top two queens. The lip sync song is Super Freak by Rick James. And uh, Raja actually showed up to this lip sync, as opposed to the one with, uh, with Jinx. And uh, turned it the fuck out. And uh, is crowned the, the winner. Gets $10,000. $10,000 hairs as a cash tip. And the power to block one of her sisters, and we didn't even talk about this during when they were when they were getting ready. So full circle moment in the episode, because while they were getting ready for the runway, I believe Jada makes a proclamation to the room and says, "I mean, I know I have three stars, but you shouldn't even bother blocking me because there aren't that many more stars left to be given." So. I'm obviously already going to be in the top four. So why would you block me? Like, why would you waste a block like that? Ma'am. Ma'am, what the fuck were you doing? What is going on? This is almost as bad as Vivian saying, um, well, the person I really wanted to block, I couldn't block. You know, looking at Jinx as being the other person in the top two that week. Like, these are things that you don't say in the workroom to the other queens. These are asides you have in the confessionals. Because Raja turns around and blocks her. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yep. what's the point? Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. 
But I mean, honestly, it was the call either way, I feel like, because she's got the only one with three. It's obvious. Like, yeah. So. I mean, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And now the I... only person who is one that has not been blocked is Roger. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what's going to be blocked next. I can't imagine. So do we know the criteria for the finale then? Is it just going to be the, if like there's it's four the people, top with four, four stars? Stargetters. Yeah, but there's going to be, a, like, there's such low numbers, there's going to be a lot of ties, unless they've got a way, like you said. Why do you think, that, of... why do you think I think there's going to be some sort of Mario Party shenanigans? <laughs> oh my god. I, They're gonna I think there's going to be some Party. shit that happens in the next couple of episodes, and they're either going to start giving out some extra stars, there's going to be something where, like, literally, I would love an episode of just all mini-challenges. Like, just a bunch of mini games. Oh, that would be fun. Like, and you win, you get a star. I'd fucking live. I would live. That would, that would be great. Yeah. Like, you just do, like, a Wheel of Fortune game. You do a Jeopardy game. Like, if you I just want... did, like, these random games, I'd love it. I'd live. I just want Rue to pop in the middle of nothing. And after somebody, like, reads somebody else, just be like, Good read. Here's a star. Like just random You're little right? pop in moments, like just bizarre, or or do it like a little over, like a little uh, overlay, like a little ching, ching. Like you just like yes, all of it. Let's get wacky with this because uh, we need to change these numbers up a bit. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Jinx needs a uh, Jinx needs a few more stars to ensure her uh, rightful place in the finale. Well, the funny part is like, so I mean, most of the people who listen to the podcast know that I, I do dabble in spoilers. There was a lot that was said that was supposed to happen. Star wise, number of stars that doesn't add up. Hmm. So I need to go back and like dig back into the spoilers and see if stuff has been changed and updated because some of the people that are the supposed top four don't exactly it doesn't unless something really interesting happens it's gonna be very odd to see how this like to see that spoiler like setup happen Hmm. so we'll see but at this moment we have got jada with three stars monet and shay with one star and everybody else with two that sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very even competition at this moment. So we'll see. But before we sign off from this episode, from this recap, here's the question. Who are your top two that would be standing atop Mount Rucropolis in that final lip sync for the title of Queen of All Queens? Not the Queen of the Motherfucking World. Not the Queen of the Mothertucking World. But queen of all queens, not queen of the universe, <laughs> not queen, queen of, of all queens. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, although I, I will I said, say that Canada versus the world being queen of the mother pucking world, I think is ridiculous and right up my alley for puns. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, I well Canadians love their puns. Um, I think it's and hockey. Mean, I've, and, and curling and uh, loonies and toonies and oh my god. Um, the uh what do you call it jinx i mean obviously it's jinx so jinx and if i had to pick a second one I... gosh it's so hard I, I mean i think vivian i think there's like there's a little little, little bromance rivalry frenemy whatever you call this like 
I would love to see those two kind of neck and neck at the end um, because they're so similar and they're so different. And I love the, I love the, the play between the two. I love that, that rivalry and, and sort of like budding partnership looking like they're like, Oh no, we can totally do stuff. And they really would fit very well in the same billing, I think. So I, yeah, I think those two for me right now. I am going to change mine up a little bit. I want Jinx in the top two. Right now, because of like I still love I still love Monet and I still want Monet in, in oh, the yeah. finale in the top two. But if I if I were based off of what I've seen so far, there is a little part of me that kind of wants Raja to be up there with Jinx and at the end and make it a little old school smackdown between the two of them. Will it happen? Who knows? But uh Right now, at this moment, for me, those are my top two. So, we only have a couple more episodes. We got 9, 10, and 11. We got three more episodes where stars can be awarded. And then episode 12, where we have our lip sync smackdown for the crown. Lollapurooza, spectacular, legendary, legendal, legendary, 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 legendary star awards. So... Dear listeners, thank you for joining us on this most recent recap. We'll be back next week. However, just as a heads up, next week, our recap will not come out on Thursday. It will come out on Friday after our very special. I'm probably not that special, but hey, it's, it's, it's a milestone. 300th episode of Flame On debuts. Uh, with our pop culture roundup for the month of July. So check back in next week. We have uh, right after this episode goes out, you'll see a microsode for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Then you will see our 300th episode, our uh, pop culture roundup. And then you will see our recap for episode number nine of All Stars Season 7. Thank you again for uh, hanging out with us. Please go and check out our website online where you can find not just our socials, but our Twitch channels, our threadless shop. All of that is at flameonshow.com. And then you can also check out our Patreon and help support this show by going to patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. All right. Thank you so much for joining me this week, Brian. And until next time, dear listeners, mabioch. 